Hello, this is Christina Bob, and you are listening to Thrive with Christina Bob podcast. In order for you to live a thriving life, it is essential to fully step into your power and incorporate all the aspects of your life. In this podcast, I will show you how to use your mind, reconnect with your body and your energy, and follow your soul's deepest desires to create a thriving life that's fully yours. Let's get started. Hello, I'm so excited to welcome you to this new episode, the last one of the series of episodes on the water element. We had episode 3 on intuition, episode 4 on pleasure, episode 5 on rest, and episode 6 on creativity, which are all aspects of the water element, the deepest incarnation of the yin, the feminine energy. And today we will close this mini-series with an episode on flow. I love this topic because flow is such a beautiful example of how the yin, the feminine, and the yang, the masculine, energies are intertwined. If you think about the symbol, the graphical symbol of yin and yang, you probably saw it somewhere, there is a white drop intertwined in a black drop, and there is a white dot in the black drop and a black dot in the white drop. This is to symbolize how interconnected are these two energies, how they nourish and sustain each other, and how they can, cannot exist one without the other. We need to be in contact with our true essence. We need to be in contact with our inner knowing, with our intuition, with our creativity. And we need structure, we need to take action to bring our creativity ideas into the material world, into the 3D. We need both energies. We need to be and we need to do. We need the passive and we need the active energies. The being and the doing. The receptive and the giving. And flow is such a perfect example of this. What is flow? I'm using here the definition coming from the work of Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, the researcher and psychologist who did extensive research and published books on flow. I mentioned Mihai Csikszentmihalyi last week when I talked about his research on creativity. Because it turns out that creativity and flow are interconnected too. Flow is a concept that was elaborated by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi in 1975, although it existed under other names in several spiritual traditions like the Buddhism and the Tao. And we will look into the definition of flow, but before that, let me tell you that you probably experience flow in your life already. If you found yourself in a situation where you felt deeply focused on a task, deeply in the present moment, losing the perception of time and your concept of self, feeling like you were one with the task you were doing, then you experienced flow. People experience flow while practicing a sport, painting, crafting, doing yoga, working at their desk, doing surgeries, 
We sometimes refer to this as being in the zone and it can happen in many situations and chances are if you really think about it, you have experienced it too, at least once in your life. According to Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, flow is the way people describe their state of mind when consciousness is harmoniously ordered and they want to pursue whatever they are doing for its own sake. I'm going to repeat that. Flow is the way people describe their state of mind when consciousness is harmoniously ordered and they want to pursue whatever they are doing for its own sake. Already in this definition, we can see the yin and yang intertwined. But let's to better understand that, let's see how you can recognize the state of flow. Because Mihai Csikszentmihalyi has identified several characteristics for this state of flow. You, you have probably done an activity or a task where you, yeah, like I described before, you lost the, the sense of self and the, the perception of time. Think about that. Now let's look into the characteristic of, of that state. So you probably experienced an intense and focused concentration on the task, right? That's the first thing. Then probably the goals were clear and you received immediate feedback on doing the task you were doing. There was a balance between challenge and skills. Your task was probably challenging, but not too challenging, and you believe that you have the skill to accomplish it. So you had a sense of control, of agency over the activity or the situation. So there was challenge in it, and at the same time, you had a sense of ease and effortlessness. Then the experience was rewarding and you did it for its own sake. Yeah, we say that this is intrinsically rewarding and Mihai Csikszentmihalyi calls this autotelic experience. Then think about this task. Your actions your, and your awareness merged. Yeah, you lost consciousness of yourself. You felt that you made one with the task. And your mind was not lost in self-rumination or not spinning anymore. And you probably also experienced a distortion of time. Your subjective experience of time was altered. You probably perceived time either as speeding up or slowing down. Yeah, so these are the characteristics that are common to the flow state. So now that we better understand what flow is and how to recognize it, let's take a moment to identify when you have experienced it in your life. So I want to invite you right now to take a moment and think about this. When you have experienced these characteristics of flow in your life, what were you doing? What was the activity or the activities? Have you experienced it while doing a particular physical action, physical activity, a sport, while hiking, while doing yoga, while building a house in the trees with your children, while drawing, painting, knitting, cutting wood, creating something in your business, working on your computer, giving a speech? Then try to zoom on a particular area of your life. For example, your work. What are the tasks in your work that when you do them, you enter the flow state? 
Can you see some patterns? When do you keep experiencing flow? What's the task or the activity, that activity for you? Now let's look into what needs to happen according to Mihai, Chikson Mihai, so that you can enter the flow state. First of all, you need to have a clear goal for the activity you are doing, and you need to be able to see progress. You need to have direction and structure. This is the activation of the yang, the masculine energy, the structure, the clear goal. Then second, you need to receive immediate clear feedback from the activity you are doing. This requires to be in the yin energy that is receptive. Yeah, Remember, yin energy is receptive. So you need to be in that state to be able to receive immediate clear feedback from the activity you are doing. And you need that so that to be able to adjust the performance, the performance of your task, to be able to maintain the state of flow. That is yin. You need to have an optimal balance between the perceived challenge of the activity and your perceived skills. That's number three. An optimal balance between the perceived challenge of the activity you are doing or the task and your, the perception of, you, of your skills. So you need to believe that you can achieve the task. And that's a combination of yin and yang. So that's why, in my view, flow is such a beautiful example of how we need these both energies, yin and yang, feminine and masculine. We saw that in these three conditions that are required to achieve the state of flow. And then secondly, flow is a state of being that is achieved by doing something. A state of being, yin, achieved by doing something, yang. So you need to have clear goals and progress. You need to be doing something and yet the state of flow is achieved in the being. Flow is also called optimal experience. So it's an experience. It's a state of being. Now the question is, how can you invite more often this state of flow into your life? How can you cultivate the activities or the tasks that you have identified earlier as being the activities or the tasks that allow you to achieve a state of flow? How can you do more of them into your life? How can you invite them more often or with, a, with more depth in your life? Mihai Csikszentmihalyi also, he also studied the relationship between happiness and flow and between creativity and flow. So if you want to go deeper, definitely read his books. He, for example, advocates for elevating creativity by bringing as much flow as possible into our daily lives. This was our series of five episodes dedicated to different aspects of the, this magical energy of the water element and also practical, really pragmatical, pragmatic and practical tools to invite this energy in your daily life. And next week, I have a surprise for you. If you have enjoyed this mini-series on the water element and the concept of balancing your energies, you will love working with me. At the time when this episode is recorded, the only way to work with me is in private, one-to-one, tailored-to-you coaching sessions 
And the first step is to book a free clarity call with me so that we can look into the possibility of working together. And you can book this clarity call, this free call with me on my website www.christina-pop.com slash clarity dash call. You will find this in the notes of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. Follow this podcast so that you can receive this weekly gift in your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is to open your favorite app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify app on your phone, search for Thrive with Christina Pop, click on the show and you will see a little plus sign or a follow button on the upper right corner. Click on it and it's done. And the best way to support this podcast is to leave a review on your favorite platform. If this podcast was useful for you, share it with friends and family so that they can benefit from it too. Thank you. I'll be back next week.